The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about a really important issue that um, ultimately will give you, or my guest will give you, some ways to help with, with being part of the solution. Um, there is something, I know we're all very involved in our, in the challenges of our own lives these days. Um, you know, so much, so many of us are having to sort of keep our heads down and, or we think we do, uh, keep our heads down and keep on trucking because there are so many, so many challenges, so many problems, so many things that we have to, um, try to make right in our own lives that sometimes when we then get asked to worry about other people or other animals, um, it seems like a little too much. But this is something that has gone too much, too far, um, and we do need to pick our heads up and pay attention to it because first the horses, then the humans. So today we're going to be talking about saving America's horses. Now, I know many of you are thinking, what do, what do you mean? Why do, why do they need to be saved? What's, what's happening with the horses? <laughs> we thought they're just fine and dandy eating hay somewhere uh, on the plains of America. Well, some of them are, but unfortunately, far too many and an increasing number are being um, kidnapped, horse-napped, and sold for slaughter and um, to fill, basically, to fill the pocketbooks of uh, some greedy horse snappers. Um, my guest is Katya Louise. She is a, she has a lot of different titles. Um, she is the producer and director of an award-winning film called Saving America's Horses, A Nation Betrayed. And um, that has come as an outgrowth of her being the founder of Wild for Life Foundation and also the executive director of that foundation, the goal of which is to save, protect, and preserve horses. Uh, this movie one has already won lots of awards at all the festivals that it's been at, and um, Katya's passion is to um, try to make sure that this movie gets shown in, in not just in festivals, but in movie theaters all over, all over the world, um, to try to raise awareness of this increasing problem. And I came across Katya and her movie um, at the Artifest Film Festival, Artivist, um, which was held in Los Angeles a few months ago. I was a speaker on a panel for a movie about terrorism, and um, I, was, I was just horrified um, to find, you know, here I have a horse, 
and I, I ride uh, in competitions and so on, and um, I'm always at the stable. And I didn't know about just how, um, what, how much our horses are in danger these days. I guess maybe that speaks to my lack of awareness, one might say, but um, certainly it's a passion of my horses. I've been a passion of mine since I was nine years old, at least, and, and went to camp, ranch camps on the East Coast, um, where I started riding horses. So um, I am incredibly passionate about, about these beautiful animals and was, um, was thrilled to see that someone and, and was mounting a campaign to do something to save them. So, Katya, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Carroll. Pleasure to be here. Um, why don't we start with when, when was your, how did you get involved in all of this, which has become your life's passion? Well, I've always had horses. Horses have been a part of my life. Um, they've been in my family um, as far back as I can possibly remember. Um, so I grew up with horses. and But, you know, like many Americans, I had no idea of the situation that horses face when they're given up by their owners. And um, and after learning about horse slaughter myself, I spent years researching the issue, mm. and and it took literally years. I've been researching probably for ten years now. Anyway, um, became actively involved in equine welfare and rescue, and founded Wild for Life Foundation, as you mentioned, and um, all the while also working in the entertainment industry. Um, both in front of and behind the camera. And um, the more I learned about it, the more I realized that people, the average person just has no idea what's going on. They don't even realize that, our, that, the, that these things are happening to our horses, both wild and domestic. And it is so complex um, that it, would, it, it literally takes years to figure it all out. And there's mm. no way that the people are going are gonna to get the truth. There's so much misinformation because... The, the way our society works and the way that uh, you know information gets out, it's usually those with the with the PR campaigns and money and whatnot. That's where that, you know, that's the information that we get um, mm-hmm. in the mainstream. So this this was really an undertaking to educate the American people on behalf of our our horses, which really are connected. We're all connected. They're part of our world. What's happening to them is what is going to be happening to us. Um, it's it's about our environment. It's a humanitarian issue. It's it's about the animals, all animals. It's it's how we treat ourselves. It's it it goes far far beyond than you know your average horse out there in the pasture or or, or one that you might dismount go for a ride on. It's it's quite a complex issue. Anyway, so I just was very compelled. Just felt like okay, this is something that the only way we're going to get this information out to the masses in a way that they could understand it, get a complete picture, all in one seating, and in the most powerful form possible would be through a film. And um, so that's when I started working on the film. It was about, well, we've been in production now for three years. Hmm. So, um, <laughs> you know, you've done this research for 10 years, and um, I'm going to ask you to try to uh, Boil some of it down for us to to be in a, in an understandable version in in this hour that we have in front of us. Um, uh, so I I know that that's kind of a tall a tall uh, request, but 
why don't you start with um, try, trying to unravel um, all these complexities? The, the complexities presumably come from the different self-interests in this whole issue. Yes, that's that's true, and I don't I don't know that we can really do that in an hour on the on radio. That's three years new to put together in a film, but I'll do my absolute best to try and answer your questions and go through it as much as possible. But um, to start to start though, you know, I think the the main thing that people need to understand is that America's horses are under siege. This is this is um, just unbelievable what is going on. And we believe that in, in, in America, we respect our animals. We want them treated fairly and humanely. And, and we have so many laws to protect them. And um, we are that kind of society. We're that kind of people. And we care about our animal, animals deeply. So when we find out something like this is going on in our own backyard, it really throws people for a loop. And um, so we're very sensitive to that in the film, by the way. So it, it's it's a film that can be viewed by children um, in grade school. We've had children come out to the screenings and whatnot and, and that kind of thing. So just to let you know that up front. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, for America, we don't need our horses for many, many, many reasons. We respect the bond of their love. They're sentient beings. They've, they've earned an honorable place in our society, and they deserve a dignified, humane treatment through to the end of their lives. They're so much a part of our history, as you, I think you mentioned that. Um, they're companion animals. And, um, yes, many are working animals, and they're working out on the farms or out there on the racetracks, and we're talking about all breeds, all disciplines, trail horses, wild horses, ponies, donkeys. They're all they're all at risk here. And... Um, so we're asking a couple questions in the film. Um, should Americans spend over $5 million in taxpayer dollars a year towards something that creates toxic pollution, you know, um, or increased crime rates or promoting the tainted meat products or endorsing barbaric cruelty to animals? Well, we don't think so, and most Americans would would probably agree, and that's what makes it such a complex issue. And, you know, what about the scientific evidence that reveals the serious health risks and lethal effects when people consume toxic substances banned from the human food chain? These are substances that are administered to our American horses on a daily basis. We don't think twice about it because on the label of of these products, it says, warning, do not use in horses intended for human consumption because we don't need our horses in America. We don't. So what are we thinking that we can we can either ship these out of out across our borders or or reopen horse slaughter plants in this country and then ship that horse meat out to other countries for other people to eat? Just the ethics behind that alone is astounding. Let alone you know the inhumane factor and everything else that's involved. So it, it is. It's truly a um, <laughs> a complex issue and. What the film does is we explore the human-animal bond of the horse and the man through an illuminating humanitarian lens. So it's it's everything all wrapped up. It's an expose, and it is um, quite compelling. We've had people come out of the out of the theaters, you know, saying, you know, their lives have been changed, and which is a good thing because I think we can all use we all we can all use that. 
I probably rambled, so you might have. No, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, yes. Now, maybe some some basic questions. Um, is in in Europe they do eat horse meat um, in certain countries? I mean, I I lived in Europe for several years, and um, in Belgium, for example, and in France, and probably many other countries, they there is a. You know, it's in the grocery store, just like we'd have pastrami, for example, or, well, I don't know if we have pastrami, but you know what I mean, like roast beef, let's just say, um, in the grocery store. And um, now in America, is there, you don't see, of course, horse meat in the grocery store. Um, is there a law against it, or why is that? Uh, our, it has to do with the fact that they're not raised for for human consumption. That the and so our the animals that are raised for food in this country, um, everything that they're fed and that they that they're administered to them is closely watched because that in and that you know ends up in the food in the human food chain. We've got our uh, our agencies, our government agencies, that keep a close eye on that for public health reasons. So. When you take an animal that's not raised for human consumption, that's that's where we that's where we cross this line, and that's that's where you know these toxic substances come into play. Uh-huh. So we will not see um, we will not see horse meat on the menu here in this country, or you know sold in the grocery stores because this these horses are like I say you know being treated with with substances that are known to be toxic and lethal and can, cancer causing all the above um, to humans okay well let, we need to stop here but when we come back we'll talk more about that and and of course uh, let's hope that this that that uh, all the those that we don't start seeing um, horse meat in grocery stores that would be of course that's where this could be heading but that's what we need to try to stop um, my guest is Katya Louise. Her movie, her film is called Saving America's Horses, A Nation Betrayed. We'll hear more about this whole issue when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday. Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. 
And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Wake, awakening you, hopefully, to a real problem that um, we need to pay attention to, and that is saving America's horses. My guest is Katya Louise. She is the filmmaker of a new film called Saving America's Horses, A Nation Betrayed, and we are trying to, she is, I am, by having her as a guest, but she is uh, devoting herself to making this issue known because it is an increasingly big problem. Um, during the break, I, I mentioned to Katya that I would like her to give some examples of these toxic substances that she was talking about that um, are given to horses to, you know, that aren't necessarily, um, that are useful to give to horses, but that can be toxic to people if they eat horse meat. So go ahead. Okay, yeah, um, I was mentioning that one of the most common um, drugs that's given to horses is called butazone. It's a long name, long name, and it comes in different, different you know, pronunciations of that. Um, but anyway, it's bute for short. And that is something that was banned from the human food chain years ago. In fact, hundreds of people died. It's uh, anti-inflammatory, and they traced it back and figured out that it is lethal to humans. Um, there's other problems, of course, associated with it, um, and so it it says right there on the label, you know, not do not give to horses intended for human consumption. And this is a a, a, a drug that we give. Um, you might have given it to your horse. A lot of people give it to their horses on a, on a very frequent basis, probably most commonly, like just as common as someone might take aspirin. Exactly, it's aspirin for horses, and I do give it to my horse because. Um, you know, if a horse, like for example, jumping and a horse sort of twists its foot or something, or or um, if they're getting older or have arthritis, or there are all different kinds of reasons. Um, but you, it's 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 like giving aspirin to a person. You don't really think anything of it. Exactly. And so this is something that that we give to our horses. It's been banned from the human food chain, and there's no way to uh, to trace these horses. These, ho- these horses are sold at, at auction and um, bought up by the kill buyers at the at the kill auctions, and then they're shipped off to collecting stations and then to the slaughter plants. Well, um, now, could you explain that, Shane? I mean, what exactly, how are these horses um, getting into these slaughter plants, which, um, now, you were saying there aren't slaughter plants in America at this point, right? Because there have been laws to guard against that, Correct. Well, um, there's not a federal law in place in the United States that bans horse slaughter. There are bills that we're trying to get passed, 
and um, that's something that everybody can do in this in this country. They can call their state representatives and ask them to co-sponsor or thank them for sponsoring and getting on board behind this this protective legislation that will ban horse slaughter and will keep our horses from being shipped across federal borders and keep them from reopening these horse slaughter plants in our country. So there is no federal ban at this point. There were three state. There was two. There was Illinois and Texas. That there was three. Um, the last three slaughter plants of in the U in the U S were in Texas and Illinois. Illinois um, passed a state law banning horse slaughter, and Texas discovered that they had one on the books from back in 1949 and were able to get that you know reinstated. So that shut down those slaughter plants in those states. And in the meantime, we have this legislation that we've been trying to get passed for the last 10, 12 years. And um, so what Congress did was they took the appropriations bill that every year gets passed when they figure out, you know, what they're going to appropriate funds for, for all the different things that our government needs to spend money on. And they said, we are going to defund the USDA so they cannot inspect horse slaughter plants anymore. And that was supposed to be a temporary fix, a way to stop the slaughter of horses any any other states from opening up slaughter plants here in the in our country once these these uh, three slaughter plants were closed um, but the they are operated by foreign by foreign markets so what they did was just open up new slaughter plants across the borders our horses were already being shipped across borders but then um, they started shipping more because they couldn't slaughter them here so, so wait so so do you mean that horses were being slaughtered in the United States until this law or until this bill? Until the defunding, yes. In 2007 is when Congress defunded the USDA and said, no, 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 you cannot inspect horse slaughter plants anymore. There was just so many violations, egregious violations of of, uh, of humane, inhumane acts and, and just so many different things that they said, we're going to do this to defund this. Yes. And you, can't, you cannot inspect horse meat. If they can't inspect it, then they can't, they can't yes. slaughter it, they can't sell it, they can't yes. over the borders. Okay, so, so that, you mean every year until... they've, kept, they've kept that in. Okay, Great. but up until 2007, there were actually... Um, yes. Huh. Yes, yes. And they were inspected, so theoretically they could be, have been sold in the supermarkets. No, not here. Not here. They were shipping it um, over, it was, they were shipping it to foreign markets. They, um, there are small pockets in Canada where people will eat horse meat, not too, not too many. Um, in the EU, um, parts of France, Italy, Belgium, um, even in Japan, people actually eat it raw, like sushi. Hmm. Um, yeah. God. So, uh, it's, it's, it's always been a foreign market. It's a very small market. When you look at the number of horses, for instance, just the population of horses in the U.S., we're talking over 9 million horses. And the average number of horses that go to slaughter on an annual basis is somewhere around 125,000, 130,000 a year. So that's a blip and then in the overall population of our horses, thank goodness. But that tells you that when the proponents of slaughter turn around and tell you, oh, my gosh, we've got to have this, otherwise we're, our country's going to be overrun with horses. Mm. What we're going to do with them, that's baloney. It's, it's driven strictly from the market for horse meat, which is a foreign market-based. So, okay, so before 2007, did you, were you, um, 
doing things then to try to, you know, try to uh, even close down the plants that did exist? Yes, Yes, absolutely. Um, There's been... um, there's a whole work group together with many other organizations. Um, the um, many many animal welfare organizations are working together to try and stop, or um, you know, to try and protect our horses from slaughter. And this has been going on for years. Um, and these every every congressional session, every two years, we have to get a new bill introduced because the you know the the House will pass it and then it's voted down by the Senate or it doesn't get to the floor. And um, it 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 all has to do with money, like what you mentioned in the beginning of your show. It's 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 a it's a they're they're not interested in the horses, and that's why you see um, the nonprofits out there fighting for the animals. So, you know, there's no money to be made <laughs> when you're when you're out there rooting for the voiceless, mm-hmm. trying to help the innocents. Uh, you know, um, but you know when you follow the money, you can see. Mm-hmm. So, and then there was something that just recently happened in terms of in in terms of congressional um, what Congress did as far as I, I didn't lifting the ban. Could you explain that? Yes, yes. That was that's the defunding language. The appropriations bill every year would come up in, and you know they would appropriate where where money, where tax dollars would be spent to, on the different programs that our government puts together. And um, so they had defunded the USDA horse slaughter inspections for the last five, six years. And every year they put that, that language in there to defund the USDA inspections. And this year, um, just right at the last, it was like, a, <laughs> like kind of very quietly, just a couple of days before Obama signed that bill, there was a, a little committee that got together and um, they stripped that language from the appropriations bill. So um, essentially what that means is that they could appropriate money to horse slaughter inspections um, in this country now. Hmm. And do you think that there, because of the recession, that there is a greater chance? I mean, I know on the one hand there isn't much money to be appropriated altogether, but on the other hand, if um, I guess certain interests see that as being a money-making proposition, I mean, do you think that it is uh, that money is going to be appropriated for inspectors, which would then allow the meat to the horses to be slaughtered to make the meat for human consumption? Um, boy, that's the $50 million question right mm. there. Will it be? Um, but, you know, when you look at the economy and, and our government and, the, and our budget and all, it, it, you would certainly think, well, where are they going to come up with that? You know, they don't have enough money to do these other things. Well, you know, the money comes from our tax dollars, and history tells us that we subsidize this industry to a tune of over $5 million a year from our tax dollars going into this so that would pay these inspectors and 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 all these ramifications. Um, so, is the money there now? <laughs> Obama, you tell us. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but the but there but there is a lot of big money, deep pocket interests um, involved in this, uh, the foreign markets that that are pushing for this, and so I'm sure that they're going to do everything they can to try and you know. Get some horse water plants going, I and mean, that's what they've been after. Wow. Well, you know, on the on the positive side, 
Um, and we're going to get to more positive at the end of the show for what people can actually can do. And you mentioned something about contacting representatives and so on. Of course, that's a great idea. Um, but first, they have to understand the problem, which hopefully, <laughs> which is what which is what this is all about. Um, on certainly the fact that the movie War Horse. Um, is now out. It came out on Christmas Day, and I was, um, if not first online, <laughs> one of the first because I was dying to see that movie. I saw the the uh, play in on Broadway several months ago, and that movie is it's even more. Um, well, the play is fabulous, but um, you know, of course, in a movie, it's even where it's a real horse. <laughs> it's even more um, heart wrenching. And um, I think that that will that will expose a lot of people to this bond um, that a horse can provide. Um, so I think that that will be helping your efforts, as a lot of people will be uh, fall in love with horses after they see that if they haven't already. We need to take another break. My guest is Katya Louise. She is the uh, producer and director of Saving America's Horses: A Nation Betrayed. We'll be talking more about Saving America's Horses when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking about saving America's horses with a woman who uh, is trying to has been has long been trying to do this, um, and is very passionate about it, and has um, put um, her her passion into a new film called Saving America's Horses: A Nation Betrayed, which has been making the film festival circuit and winning countless awards. 
um, and her goal is to make this, is to bring this film into a movie theater near you so that more people get this. Um, you know, it, I, I, I must say um, that if if anyone is listening, if you are listening and you have not uh, hugged a horse, <laughs> you have got to, this has to be on your bucket list, um, you have got to do this. I mean, preferably more than just hugging a horse. Uh, we'll tell you how to donate to support these horses at the end of the show. But, I mean, uh, riding a horse, whether it's, um, you know, on a trail or whether it's competition. Uh, I mean, I can tell you that the bond, there is just, there's, it, it is not like, I mean, in a way it's like a dog. But it's not like, I mean, I was going to ask you, Katya, this question that you probably get uh, asked a lot. Um, why should we save horses? When we eat cows, what's the difference between a cow and a horse? Why, why, you know, why aren't you uh, all upset about bills, you know, that should be passed to protect ho- to protect cows? <laughs> do you get yeah. asked that? We do. We get. We get. Uh, especially, we get people from the animal welfare organizations, or not organizations per se, but people who are concerned about other animals in the food chains, are wondering, well, what's a, you know, why are you just fighting for the horse? But it's it the horse horse in uh, Saving America's Horses represents when you see the film you'll know that this film is really um, it represents all animals it's it's a it's a strong statement on behalf of how we treat animals in our country and the the, the that they deserve all animals deserve to be treated humanely. Um, but to answer your question, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. What What is different? Unfortunately, cows and pigs and chickens are raised for food. And that go, And I bring that up because we go back to the fact that horses are not. They're administered with these substances, yada, yada. So there's, there's that one defining line right there. Now, if um, the other thing about this is that you know, because we've had such a long-standing relationship with horses as humans, um, you know, horses help build our country and help build the world. If you really study, man, you know, mankind and, and all the things that we've been able to accomplish, or if it wasn't for that relationship with a horse, so many different things wouldn't be what they are today. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, that relationship right there is 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 something that so many people can relate to, but not as many people, a mere fraction probably, a number of people, if you look across the board, have that type of relationship or understanding of these other animals. And, and you know, it's kind of something that we intellectualize. Okay, this animal is something that we eat. That animal is a companion. We would never think of eating our dogs and cats. Those are our part of our family. And for, I would say, the vast majority of, of Americans, we consider horses in that same category. Um, that's not true for everybody, though. Um, but um, what what this film does is it helps helps people to understand that. And when they start to think about what's happening to horses, they can see, oh my goodness, this is what's happening to to all the animals, and this is you know, what's what's in store for our future here, you know, because um, the film does look at this whole situation through a humanitarian lens. We look at the environmental issues; um, it, it's just so complex. We can see that 
they're they're in the forefront. They're what's happening to them is what is you know. If we don't take care of our horses, we're not going to be take. We're not going to. There's not going to be anything much else left to be taken care of pretty soon because it. it how we treat them is how we treat everybody and how we treat ourselves. Yes, I mean, I think the comparison of dogs and cats, you know, I think it's easy for people to imagine how we wouldn't um, kill the pets that so many of us have, cats and dogs. And, of course, fewer people have horses as pets, but it is that certainly that same bond. And you're not saying that, um, you know, uh, cow, cows and chicken and all of that shouldn't be treated humanely if they are slaughtered. Certainly you think that they should be treated humanely too, but yes, they are raised for food. Um, and, and the, but it's more an issue of, you know, the whole historical significance, the, the fact that there is kind of a more of a, more of a, a connection between a person and a horse, I dare to say, that a person and their chicken, although yes, chickens have been used as pets, and I'm probably calves and so on, sheep, but for the most part, um, you know, there is just intellectually, emotionally, um, heart to heart, there is just a, a, a real bond, a much uh, more intense bond between a horse and a person. I mean, I can tell you, I don't, have you, um, have you uh, ridden competitively? Like, do you ride in horse shows? Or? I don't ride in horse shows, no. I have ridden my whole life, but not ridden competitively. Well, I just, two weekends ago, I rode in a, a horse show. Um, I, I mean, I have ridden in a number of horse shows throughout my life, and, and but just two weekends ago, um, I rode in my latest one, and um, it was a, a, um, a hunter-jumper show where um, there were, you know, classes in, in jumping and classes in, in flat, you know, walk, trot, canter, and so on. Um, and... I came with this horse and who I have ridden for years and um it was as if we were talking together there was nothing that, that, that the sensation of flying over a course of jumps um c- communicating you know with a horse um even when as the horse gets tired because this is like the third the third round that we're doing you know the third class um and, and yet, he, you could tell. I could tell that his heart. He was just kind of. He wanted to win. He wanted to make it happen. He knew how he was doing it for me. He was doing it for himself too, because he loved getting the ribbons. But there was that nothing like that feeling of flying around the arena, going going in this pattern that you're this course of jumps where you feel in total communication of telling the horse where to go, of the horse telling you, you know, whether I mean, just signaling back and forth and communicating, and that heart. The, the trying, the courage, and so on. Um, I mean, there is nothing like that. And um, I, I don't think I would have gotten the same thing from a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know too many people that have had, you know, experiences like that riding with their cows. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that kind of thing that... Um, yeah, and it's and you know of course people who I mean the cowboys the settlers and so on have had different experiences uh, or or the cowboys now who are who use horses to round up um, cattle and so on they have other um, kinds of bonding experiences with their horse where it's all, the the two of you have to work together and so on it's I mean there's just that that. Um, that working together, that sharing, that, that communicating without words kind of thing that is just, it's just incredible. And I, I really would, 
I, I mean, I, I, if, I would encourage anyone listening to this, um, if you haven't ridden a horse or even, well, actually, that kind of brings us to, <laughs> I, I'm, unconsciously, I must have done this, brings us to one of the other things that you do, which is being the um, head of the Garden of Equine Sanctuary, where you could use some volunteers. So why don't you talk about that? Okay, thank you. Um, our Garden of Equine Sanctuary is part of our equine uh, rescue program under Wild for Life Foundation. It's called Lifetime Equine Refuge. And um, we've rescued horses that basically were on their way to slaughter, unfortunately. These are gorgeous horses. They um, found themselves in these predicaments um, with no one there to help. And some of them were, you know, straight off the racetrack. And we so so much assume that these horses are going to be cared for. And they fall through the cracks all too often. So, you know, once we're able to protect our horses on a federal level, then, then we'll be forced. Our, our, the owners and the breeders and everybody who's involved will be forced to take better, more responsibility, take responsibility for their own. And that's what we think needs to be done. So, um, but to answer your question about, um, our, our rescue program and whatnot, yes, we've, we've got that. In fact, we just, um, kicked off our Heroes for Horses, um, campaign. And um, one of our our horses, Carmel, is our is our ambassador for that. And um, she was a a thoroughbred racehorse who um, found herself in that very same position. And um, we were able to rescue her. And now she is serving as an ambassador to help bring Saving America's Horses the film to the mainstream and save our nation of horses. And, um, but it, as far as the rescue goes, um, we, we save these horses. Um, oftentimes they're, they're thin, um, and they're just terrified from this whole ordeal that they go through. Um, but we, we, um, provide for them all their, all their medical care, their, their food, their shelter, everything. Um, many are, uh, um, rehabbed, um, they learn new skills, new, depending on what their background was, especially if they're off the track because, you know, they're trained to go fast and turn left. So now they've got to learn how to <laughs> go slow and turn right and do other things, you know. So, um, and then we adopt them out. Uh, we've got horses that go into therapy programs, um, all different sorts of things. There's there's a world, uh, there's a whole new world out there for these horses, given, uh, given them a second chance. That's all they need. And where is it located? We're here in Southern California, and um, what you do is you visit our website. If that's something that you're interested in doing, you just um, contact us through our website, and then because um, we screen people, and we want you to come out and meet the horses and make sure we've got a good match. And um, we also have days that people can come out and visit and that type of thing. But we encourage you to first to come to our website as lifetimeequinerefuge.org. And um, what do you need volunteers to do? Oh, gosh. Um, if they're going to come out and volunteer at the rescue, or everything from helping to clean up, you know, the horses was constantly keeping those stalls clean and um, grooming, um, bathing, walking, exercising the horses, you know, all these different things. There's, there's, there's never a dull moment at the ranch. <laughs> 
And um, and of course, of course, hay has become more expensive these days, and and uh, um, you need people to to donate for that too. And we'll talk about that. Um, what about this idea? Oh, we're probably going to have to take a break um, now. But when we come back, I would like you to talk about some of the things that um, horses do for therapy, like you know what horses do for children who are disabled or certainly even people with um, alcohol or drug problems um, get rehabilitated using horses. Um, and there, there are amazing things that, that horses can do that would have otherwise um, found themselves heading towards slaughter. And, and, of course, you know, these days because of the recession, so many horses, just like other animals, are being abandoned because people can't afford to pay for them anymore. As I said, the hay was getting more expensive and so on. So, you know, that this, and I guess that's one of the th- things that people use who want to slaughter horses an excuse, as an excuse for, you know, we have all these extra horses that people can't take care of. But there are really lots of other un- uses for them that are very important. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. My guest is Katya Louise. Again, she's the producer and director of a new award-winning film called Saving America's Horses, A Nation Betrayed. Stay tuned. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, here today with Katya Louise talking about saving America's horses, and that is the name of the film that she produced and directed, um, saving America's horses, a nation betrayed. Uh, you know, during the break, I was asking her about uh, about the more about this issue, and I, I hadn't really realized. But you actually are putting yourself on the line. I mean, I mean, it, it's not safe to be doing what you're doing there because of all the people who want to promote. Um, who who you know are are angry that you're trying to uh, keep slaughterhouses shut down or or you know keep horses from going to slaughter is this sort of a dangerous occupation that you're in 
Well, I would say that it is uh, something that those that are working undercover behind, you know, behind behind the scenes uh, would find themselves, as would anybody working behind the scenes in an undercover situation, and you know, and uh, you know they have to take special precautions. So, um, if if someone's working in that kind of a situation, definitely they have to be careful. Hmm. Well, yes, you know, I was uh, looking at your websites and so on, and we're going to give out more of the uh, web addresses before the end of the show. But um, you, there's, um, there was a video talking about how um, where, and I think it was t- it was taken place in Canada, the um, that where they talked about how where areas where there are slaughterhouses um, turn up attract a criminal element because um, people who <laughs> because working in a slaughterhouse isn't a, the greatest job and and um, and so it attracts a lot of criminals to work there and then there's a more increased rape in the surroundings and so on yeah I think that what you're referring to is our trailer that we just released called impact it's actually the first, it's taken from the title sequence of the film the first four minutes of the title sequence and we do um, do um, expose that. Um, these jobs are are not the kind of job that anybody is going to want to do, and pretty much the only people that take them are the people that can't get any other kind of work. So there, there is a high level. There is a criminal element involved for sure, and um, these are you know these are people that are <laughs> face it. They're slaughtering our horses. They're butch- they're butchering them alive, and um, the the statistics, the studies show that these people will go out and. Um, you know, take take out their aggressions and their frustrations on on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if when you study, you know, um, a, keep, yeah, our our crime rates and whatnot, what we find oftentimes is the criminals that um, who maybe are rapists or murderers and whatnot. You look at their history; a lot of them started out with abusing animals. Yes, absolutely. In fact, um, as a psychiatrist, one of the that there's a triad. Uh, of you know looking at a person's uh, history as a child, if they were um, cruel to animals, uh, or they set and or they set fires. Well, if they had all three of these, cruel to animals, set fires, and bedwet, um, they were likely to grow up to be psychopaths. So um, cruelty to animals is, in fact, even on its own, just um, often, most often, a forerunner runner to. Uh, people becoming later on cruel to other humans because um, you know they start taking it out on you know the, the little boys who kill kill the ants or kill the you know um, start start with little things and then uh, increase and and um, make make other bigger animals and then people their prey. So yes, that's very very unfortunately true. Um, tell us now. In the time that we have left, what you would like people to do um, as far as helping get this movie seen more and so on? Well, there's so many different ways that people can help. First, come to our website, savingamericashorses.org. Go to the homepage and watch our trailer. Um, watch our main trailer. Watch the watch the new trailer that will tell you about what's going to happen if, uh, if they actually wanted to try and open a slaughter plant in your town. So that you can be you can be um, up on that and talk to your representatives um, intelligently and just you know with conviction let them know this is absolutely the worst thing that they could possibly do if they were going to consider something like that. But um, 
as far as anything else goes, once you go to that website, you can you can look at the, those trailers right there, either on the website or on YouTube, and send that link out to your friends. Put it right in their email, and they can watch it straight from their from their email. Um, get the word out. That's the biggest way. So even if even if um, you spent too much over the holidays, um, and you need to take a little break and get your pocketbook back in order, and you can't quite donate yet. Tell your friends. Let them know. Um, send, send the link out to the website. Send the link out to the YouTube page. Now, if you're able to donate anything, we've got people that donate $5 a month, and that just means so much. If, if everybody donated just that much, we could get this film out that much faster with this processing, and there's so many different things that we've got to do. Um, but we've got, a, we've got a donation. You can click on the donation page at our website. Um, uh, we've got membership. You can become a freedom friend for as little as $10. Uh, Promise Up Hope for 25 um, coalition member. Um, you can even still get a, a, a screen cut on the film because it hasn't gone to final print. We are releasing next year, but it hasn't gone to final print yet. We're doing those final processing right now. So you can even get a screen credit and um, donate for, you know, if that fits your budget for, say, $150. You can have your name up on the screen as an equine angel. Um, you can have your horse's name up on the screen. Um, if you're a business, um, we invite you to become a, a sponsor and, and help lead the way to show social responsibility and get involved that way. Um, uh, you know, business owners that want to appeal to the public growing respect for social responsibility by doing something that's healthy for the environment, things that help animals, and something that's good for all of humanity. This is a sponsorship that, um, depending on, on what level they want to donate, that they can embrace the social value with purpose and and become a part of this. Um, we've, they can be a sponsor of the website, a film sponsor. Um, there's so many different ways, you know, in addition to just just putting the word out. Join us on Facebook. We've got a Saving America's Horses film page on Facebook. Um, subscribe to our updates. Sign up for uh, and reserve a DVD in your name um, so that we'll ma- email you when those DVDs come out. It'll be after, of course, we go to theaters and whatnot, but that'll, that'll information will be out there. Um, so then you'll be on that mailing list to get that information as well. That's fabulous. Um, you know, I just realized... <laughs> I, I said we were going to talk about uh, what these animals can do as far as therapy. Could you just give us a little bit on that? Yeah, um, there's so many wonderful therapy programs in this country and all over the world. Um, sometimes they'll get involved by, you know, by getting involved with, with um, horse rescue as well, and many of them use rescue horses, which is fantastic, or horses that have retired from a, from a career um, escape that path by going into a therapy program, which is wonderful. But, you know, horses are healing, are, have been healing for humans for, for so long. They can just do so, so many things. Um, one example I think I'll, I'll make is, you know, if you think about um, our foster children who are bouncing around and don't have a, a place to call home and they've, they've had a situation where, you know, their parents haven't been there for them for whatever reason, and all these different things can happen to them, and they'll come out to a therapy program, and just by hearing the story of the horse, these kids who will not say a word, who won't smile, are just all closed in, they start to hear the story of this horse, and they start connecting. It's like, oh, my goodness, that's what happened to me. Mm. You know, and before you know it, they're smiling and they're talking and they start to open up and it just um, opens up a whole new world. It changes their lives. So this type of thing, this type of therapy can is 
is available um, in, in all different versions, not just for like, it, what you mentioned. It's not just for foster children, but we've got therapy going in the prison systems and all different kinds of across, across the board. Yes. Yeah. Well, let me give out the uh, website again. Um, it's savingamericashorses.org, and then there are um, links to other things. There's also lifetimeequinerefuge.org. And um, and you'll be you'll there are videos to watch incredible um, and so go there and there's all kinds of ways that you can the things that uh, Katya was talking about ways that you can contribute or become a, a producer on the film have your name on the film um, you know and and even donate just five dollars a month but yes as she said if you can <laughs> if you spent a little too much on on holiday presents and you um, you can certainly still do something by sending sending the link to this website around and, and so that people can see these things for themselves and be more aware. So, Katya, thank you so much uh, for being on Dr. Carol's Couch. Again, the film is called Saving America's Horses, A Nation Betrayed, an incredible film. And uh, it's savingamericashorses.org and lifetimeequinerefuge.org. So please check those things out. This is something that we really have to act on ASAP because um, because there's nothing like the heart of a horse. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 